Good evening and welcome to a live edition of The Corner Store. My name is Kevin Koval. I'm your host for the night. The Corner Store, for those who don't know, is a podcast we do here at WGN Radio. Uh, we've been doing it for about the last year and a half, and it's a little mishmash of the creative community in the city of Chicago and beyond. Um, it's it's one of my favorite times of the week. Uh, we usually interview folks from multiple genres, uh, and tonight is no different. We have an incredible lineup. Uh, we have we have a visual artist, Mosher. We have a, a producer and and someone who's big into the fashion world, uh, Tark Harzner. We have Samantha Smizer, who's a multi-talented artist, and we have uh, an incredible rapper named Johnny Jones, all coming up later tonight in the corner store. And we we call this uh, the live version that we do, the mini mart, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and and very much putting on for the creative community in Chicago and also beyond. Um, But you could tune into the corner store uh, on your podcast listening device, also on WGN radio, but we stream um, on Apple Music and, and also uh, Spotify and other platforms where you might be listening to your podcast. And this space is really, you know, it's really a chance for listeners to gain an understanding and go deeper with some of the artists and local creatives that are making an impact on the city and on the scene. I myself am a poet and, and an organizer and an educator. Uh, you know, I write books and I also work at an organization called Young Chicago Authors. And I am privy over the last 20, 23 years to the creative community in Chicago. Uh, I'm a hip hop and house kid and have been immersed in the music scene here that exposed me to the poetry scene, the visual arts scene, uh, the world of dance and theater. And uh, just my whole life has been, you know, encased in, in being so impressed with the integrity, the complexity, the brilliance of Chicago artists. And so part of what I try to do and part of what we try to do here in the corner store is, you know, turn folks on to what's happening in the local community. Um, The summer, of course, is such a brilliant time to be here. And really, this is why we this is why we're here. We make it through the harshness of winter, the ridiculousness of winter in order to get what's been this past week. Right. What's been today, one of the most brilliant days we've had. And I am a writer, you know, and so I, I, of course, take notes all the time when I'm out in the world. I I spend a lot of time observing. And this weekend I had the absolute privilege and, and pleasure of being out by the lake and one of the things i love about the lake is that it's, it's the one grand metaphor that really in, unites the city in one of the most segregated cities you know we we notice and take note that the city is all you know in, in captured on the lake and uh i was struck by that and thinking a lot this weekend about carl sandberg thinking a lot about uh william carlos williams as i as i do a lot carl sandberg in particular miss brooks all the time and and also keith murray and so i had the line in my head from keith murray's uh joint the most beautifulest thing in the world and, and i was at i was at the beach at the lake and, and i thought this the most beautifulest thing in the world is the lakefront at foster avenue On a Saturday in July, when the high is mid-80s, and the water igloo cooler cold, which keeps no kid out, and no family from packing a day's worth of food and fire, and hand-portable tunes, the melting pots of myth, and the myths also facts, the city country shows out today, 
sand-colored kurtas, multi-pattern kaftans, Jordan jerseys, bikinis, and burkas. Chicago, America, you have outdone yourself again. Everyone here is dis- is here despite your insistent segregation. This Fox News nightmare with the maintenance of border and other is so broken down. Afghanis play touch football long enough to become bros. Sudanese grill Hebrew Franks and Latinx children are very much with their families. Ice has melted except the Paletas, the man who fused refrigerator and bicycle together, stands for a thousand years so the sun has made his skin the color of tobacco, lines in his face and the line for his cool a canyon. A group of fully clothed women are unbothered in hijabs, dunking each other in the refreshing water, aunties laughing and splashing like little girls, and Ghanaian stews and charcoal feed the air and the heat, and the children chase a soccer ball onto another patch of grass, no one owns, unless we all do, and a mother has a moment all to herself, while her two boys discover the porousness of land and lake, she sways, gazing at the horizon, the point where sky and earth intermingle, her old friend. Hands off development, hands off government, hands off displacement. Let us chill. Imagine what would happen if we can't. Make the old warehouse a condo barn if you must, but leave the lake to the people. Let us sit here till sundown, till the giant Midwestern sky turns the whole place purple enough for a print show. Let us gather our kids and load up the car and scramble to Miko's for an Italian ice and a baby cup. All of us deserved of something so sweet and so cold. Yeah, and you know, that's what I was thinking about this this weekend at the lake. And I of course encourage everybody, Ro, the, the engineer, the producer, snapping. Thank you, Ro. I appreciate you. Uh but you know, I it, it's I think my, my my hope, right? My hope for real is that we we just notice more we notice one uh, each other more we notice the world around us more and and part of my my hope with the corner store is that we help you notice and know more about what's happening in the city of chicago on a regular basis uh chicago for the last i don't know however long has been in a constant regenerative renaissance of some of the most innovative art some of the most brilliant community building bridge work that exists i think in the city in the most segregated city in the world there are artists who also wear the hats of organizers who take notes from the people the working people who make the city so great and they grind and so part of what our job is here is to share with you what you know who's out there and so if you have ideas of course about who should be uh in the corner store please our dms are open on social media uh at corner store underscore pod on instagram and twitter and you can hit uh you know my socials as well it's just my name at kevin Koval. and you know let us know who you would like to see in future episodes of the corner store I uh, would love to hear from you. Tonight, again, we have a really incredible crew. A little later on, we have the rapper Johnny Jones. We'll hear from Samantha Smire. We'll hear from Mosher, an incredible artist. And and first up in the corner store, just after break, is Tara Karsner, who's a designer and an organizer, works with brands throughout, and just really, really brilliant. Um, Looking forward to getting into these conversations and hearing from everybody. Um, I... 
encourage you all to uh, stay tuned, be in tune. Let us know if you have an idea about, uh, I, I think something that I think a lot about is what constitutes the Chicago summer. You know, I, I mentioned the Miko's Italian ice. And so if you have ideas about what is the perfect Chicago summer, um, you know, please let us know. Hey, y'all, welcome back to The Corner Store. I am your host, Kevin Koval. Uh, this is a space where we talk to Chicago artists and creatives from not only the city, but, but beyond the city. But tonight, we have some heavy hitters in the building. And it's my pleasure to introduce to you a designer, an organizer, someone who uh, really builds, I think, puts on for the city of Chicago in really interesting ways around fashion and the arts and uh, you know creative direction, uh, Tara Karsner is in the building. Tara, welcome to the Corner Store. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Kevin. Well, no, thank you so much for being here. Um, it is a pleasure to have you. I am honored that you're here. And, you know, in the Corner Store, we have uh, we have snacks for our guests. Um, I, I should note that the Corner Store is always, always sponsored by uh, Stolen Spirits, um, is, is our spirit sponsor. But in addition, Max the Snack Tour has accrued snacks for you. And uh, tonight he's offering you some Terra real vegetable chips sweet and beets uh, no salt added no gmos oh, I think amazing those are good amazing for you. i so love I snacks you, okay, i'm good. a snack queen I, I love snacks too you know yeah like yeah uh, like uh the the like biggie uh to paraphrase biggie if heads only knew how i felt about the snack game um but yo tara thank you for being here you are where are you from i'm originally from iowa actually yes how do, okay midwest is in the building i love the midwest where in iowa uh cedar rapids iowa about 20 minutes north of the university there yes um and i moved out here to intern um and do an internship program uh i actually did some stuff at success back in the day wow yes um, it, yeah, so got it, inter- put, intertwined put into the... what success was success was like one of the very first top sneaker boutiques in the midwest they were a tier zero account when the sneaker community didn't really exist this is back like nike talk days when the real sneaker heads had like excel sheets and word documents trying to like figure out what they were gonna cop there weren't all these apps that told you when things were gonna drop and everything like that success was a go-to spot and all the stars kind of shopped there and i was blessed enough to be able to um start my journey in the industry uh as an intern there under success how did you get put on to sneakerhead culture were you were you ahead yourself do you uh, is that how you got involved it's just through a desire to rock stuff or yeah so shout out to my sister i think she's actually tuned in hey Um, shout out to your sister what's her name you can mention her name nikki shout out to nikki Nikki. uh she put you on older sister oh yeah older sister she put me on game yep so she lived in dallas and um she was a huge like into hip-hop culture and everything and she was always rocking the latest shoes and really got me into it early and i played sports growing up so mj and playing basketball at the time i oh, was you always hooped? oh yeah i played in college oh okay so you're nice with it. yeah i might cross you up i, I don't know about all that but i mean listen we can listen. I mean, okay all right so, you I still mean, play you still play every now and then uh on sundays if you guys are listening ladies out there we actually um play rec league um sports every sunday and we play basketball every now and then it's called the league of their own so dope Okay. Really cool. Get, right, the, nice. get the ladies together, get active, That's what's up. get some buckets, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so you, so you came to Chicago to take this internship, which yep. is, how do your folks feel at the time of you as a uh, young person from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, moving to Chicago for an internship at a sneaker store, essentially? 
Yeah, they like, at this point, understood that sneakers were what I wanted to do. I always wanted to have my own shoe store. And so I said, like, if I want to own my own shoe store, I need to learn the ropes. And um, they really believed in me at that time and, like, really saw what I was trying to do and how many shoes I had and, like, what it really how meant to me. How many did you have at that point? And then, of course, my follow-up question is, how many do you have now? <laughs> I probably had maybe, like, 70 pair then. I have a closet of 400, and I try to get rid of a wow. lot. Wow. But I haven't even I been buying I had a, shoes I thought like I had that. an issue. I feel you. It's hard. I felt I had an I just got rid of 40 pairs, uh, um, which I thought I was doing big things, but not, not compared to what you're rocking <laughs> with. How do you even maintain the storage on that? You I have, have a, a second bedroom. System. Yes. And um, they're all in number orders. Like, I'm a Jay's girl for days. Like, mm. I got a Jordan tattoo the day I turned 18. And... Um, my mom actually took me to get it. So she like believed in my mission and everything. And um, yeah, so they're on number order, color code order. Like I worked at Finish Line and Foot Locker back in the day. So well, I've got a si- good system. And since that time, of course, you've worked with a lot of the sneaker companies yes. that you, I guess, coveted as a kid. Yes. Right. In a lot of different ways. You've worked with a lot of folks, right? Yeah, so um, after interning at Success, and then I went on and managed the store, I actually left and worked at um, Jordan Brand here in Chicago as a brand um, specialist. And then uh, after that, went and worked at Nike World Headquarters out in Portland, um, working on the North America brand marketing team, uh, opening up retail stores and really determining what the consumer experience was around footwear and really getting that. It was a really unique opportunity. I actually was in charge of the history and heritage storytelling of the brand, um, educating our store staff and um, consumers on what the brand stands for and telling those like super historic moments, bringing back stuff from the archives. I used to like my job was going to the Nike archives, hanging out with people who've been there for years and like talking about when MJ and Tinker were over there, like designing stuff. It was wild. Right now, of course, all that experience has kind of led you to this moment where you've started your own brand. Yeah. Right. Home team. Yes. Uh, so let's. What what is home team? Home team is a boutique creative agency. Yeah. We do brand consulting, event project management. It kind of depends on the client. Um, I started it based off of the fact that I really want to do what I love, and that's providing unforgettable experiences and helping the people around me grow what they want to do. Um, so it's a little different than the regular agency where they're waiting for the brand dollars to come their way. Instead, we try to. To focus on the young creatives and the small mom and pop businesses that don't have those resources and um, dollars to do big activations, etc. So figure out what they want to do and then try to use our brand connects and what we're hearing on the corporate side of things and connect the dots. Ultimately, bringing opportunities that fit the individual creatives um four-year plans or you know their their future plans and um being able to put more authentic um experiences into the marketplace for the consumer as well and how long has home team been around since 2016 okay so that so you're running your own business which yeah. you're you're taking everything from your life but but running your own business is is difficult and time consuming oh and yeah 
you have you work with a lot of different kinds of clients yes so who are some of the folks that you work with yeah so our main clients i've had um champ sports as a main client for a few years now um two years ago we actually opened up their um flagship store Lyrical Lemonade is another main client. Um, if you're not familiar, they do uh, video production and are like multimedia music platform. They have a summer music festival, Summer Smash, just happened a month ago. Yeah. Crazy. Those they, founders um, from outside of yeah, Chicago. Shout out Cole. Yeah. Shout out Cole. 23, like... And, and it's really the, built in a short period of time. Yeah. A, yeah. A real giant platform for young musicians to get on in a very big way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, that's what really attracted, uh, attracted me to them is their mission and, and how authentic and real they are. Mm-hmm. They're doing it for the right reasons. And anymore, that's actually, unfortunately, hard to come by. So for a small independent brand like that, like they just launched Lemonade nationwide right like like an actual drink yeah, yeah like right, that's right, crazy right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so um it's been amazing working with people like that where the sky's the limit and they're doing it for the right reasons and money is not a factor they just do it because they love it you know and how big is how big is the agency um it's actually me and i have four inter three interns yeah um so we're very small um i didn't go full-time into home team until january just recently actually congratulations thank you yeah, yeah. i was working full-time at by the beverage company and um they had a layoff and it was like a blessing in disguise like debating on taking that jump or not and and how did you how side. did you because i know you know typically we have a lot of listeners who i think you know want that life of really kind of living their dreams living their passions it sounds like that's what you are doing how did you get you know that what what gave you that inspiration just be like you know what i'm I'm gonna take it now trying to just i mean i work 24 7 and you can't work 24 7 and not do something that you don't enjoy so um just really wanted to focus on you know what it was that brought me joy in life and like i said earlier that's creating an impact and connecting people and um changing people's lives and um i think like just having faith in myself and building it up as a side hustle for a while just gave me the confidence of like look i've saved up money i know i have this one client on retainer i can make ends meet if i need to and i've just got to go for it because you hit this certain point where you're leaving like you just have to go for it or else you're just going to stay in that stagnant spot of like trying to make the leap and never never doing it but like you just got to go for it i don't know what else to say just make the leap no i think that's important we're going to come back and talk about uh what just happened in chicago via complex con you had a big big footprint there and worked in a lot of different spaces uh as people are following along before we break where can people follow you and be in tune with what you're doing and home team is doing on socials yeah follow me on instagram at koppelman rockham and um also home team shy cool and you guys are also making clothing is that is that right I feel yeah like, we yeah. dropped some stuff at um complex con and are always uh we're looking to do this more but um create revenue to be able to give back to the community so cool. it's live now all right we'll, we'll talk more about complex con and more about home team when we come back from this break awesome Hey y'all, welcome back to The Corner Store. We are live. My name is Kevin Cole, your host in The Corner Store, and we are talking 
with Tara Karsner, who is the owner of Home Team. Uh, she helps to build brands and amplify consumer engagement. And of course, Chicago just went through a major uh, event in the world of streetwear and sneaker culture, uh, and just really kind of an opportunity to showcase a lot of Chicago creatives at Complex Con uh, just last weekend at the McCormick Place. You, you of course, had a big role in what was happening at Complex, and, and I don't want to talk about that, but, but if you can give us just uh, a quick survey, an idea of what, what is Complex Con. Complex Con is the mecca of streetwear culture, I would say. Um, and I've been to the ones in L.A. in the past, and it's a lot of major streetwear brands and um, uh, talent that are in the house uh, powered by Complex Media and Read Pop and they do an amazing job but um, I think Chicago is very special because you saw a lot of local brands so it wasn't national brands that you know the diamond supplies of the world like you saw Fat Tiger and you saw like ev- all the homies yeah Boneyard everyone yeah. everyone was there yeah Juggernaut every uh, yes. everyone it was it was beautiful I mean, that was my favorite thing about the, the festival you know and, and I want to get your opinion I mean this is the first year it took place in Chicago yeah um, and, and I'm curious about how it maybe matches up to other years this is my first year attending but I love to see uh, you know king marie win you know i love to see uh the juggernaut folks joe do so you know joe fresh goods do, do so well rello uh just all of all of the homie you know luis guzman uh, yeah. um uh pharaoh and the co chillin brand like every little booth that was uh, brandon bro in the invisible space yep. all these folks just to show out in such a brilliant way sheila you know the mm-hmm. designer and um and of course you guys had had a, had a booth um and i want to talk about what that booth was and you you had a hand in a few different spaces but what was your impression this year of of complex con yeah i mean it was huge for the city and it was beautiful to see brands like you mentioned be able to get that shine and exposure to um the suburban consumer and consumers that flew in from everywhere but more importantly, the exposure with the talent that was here in town that weekend. Um, you saw people like Danny Lee in Pharaoh's booth and, um, Sweetie had stopped by one of my booths, Rich Girl Candy, my client's booth. And to see the, the level of talent that Complex and Reed had in, in the city engage with these local brands that have never been on a national scale was amazing to see. And what so what are some of the spaces that you had hand in working in that weekend? Yeah, so home team had their had our booth. Um, but then we also helped produce the lyrical lemonade booth and then success client now years later. Wow. Crazy, that right? Is, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So how we, does that feel? It, it was really cool going from intern to manager to now it's a client like that's family. I'll do anything for them. That's special. Yeah. yeah, super cool. So helped ideate uh, the space and concept it, design, produce it, everything front to back. Um, and then Rich Girl Candy uh, had a braid bar. It was super popping um, over there. And so, yeah, we had four booths total um, and just kind of like helping support wherever we could. You know, it was it felt like a whole family. You knew every booth around you. So everyone was helping each other out. It was super cool. It sounds very busy. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And But ComplexCon is also an opportunity, I mean, not only for people to come in and buy stuff, but I imagine it's also a big moment to network, build with other folks. What are some of the things that, as an owner of an emergent agency, you know, what are some of the things you're excited about taking away and some of the energy that is generated in that space moving forward with some of, you know, the things that you're excited about? Absolutely. So in our space, it was really exciting to be able to, for us, it was Yes, about networking and potentially getting new clients, but more importantly and um, foremost, it was about heroing the creatives that have worked with us and um, support us in what we do. So we do this thing called player cards and we have key creatives that we work with in the city and we try to always highlight them. So we have them on display in the booth. Um, but more importantly, we do these, um, we do the player cards in a packet like you would, um, get the old top, uh, baseball cards, right? Um, and instead of us leaving our business card behind, it has our business card in it, but more importantly, those creatives. So trying to like when Coca Cola stops by, and talks to us they're getting dj mike p's card and info so they can book him when they need a, a hot dj right oh, wow. and so it's not about like all the money always coming through us it's about giving them opportunity because they rock with us um and on that same scale we were able to have i know you know tisha from Eugene Taylor brand. Salute Tisha She's amazing. Every day. Yeah. So we, we love had her in the corner store. Absolutely. We had her um, merch her for all That's forever right. yes. in yeah, the yeah, yeah. in the space that she was able to sell and um, then also an up and coming designer, Justin Mensinger. He's twenty two, he's phenomenal. Um, he takes uh, all um, vintage apparel and repurposes it uh, cut and sewn together like 16 piece patterns um it's crazy work and to get to have them like have a presence at complex gone they don't have the budgets to do a full build it's really expensive to do even if you're hooked up on a booth space like it's a lot to produce and so to see like justin specifically the joy that he got and be able to gift he gifted a Laylee a piece and talked to like slobby robbie and um gave some pieces to vic and like to really be able to see him get on a platform and mix and mingle with these people and elevate his brand that's where the true reward for us came from mm -hmm. we're we're at a moment in culture where creatives artists are sometimes collaborating with brands in ways that we've really never seen before uh and and from a pretty hyper local level uh and that transition you know in my estimation is just really in the last maybe five six seven years yeah before uh, it was like a crab in the barrel mentality here this younger generation gets it they really help one another and uplift another so yeah i guess my question well, like what has shifted i mean is it is it just that I mean, because it also seems that there's much more interest from national international brands and what's happening in the chicago creative community and that's helped to bring in dollars exposure all of these things um but what are, what are some of the what, what are some what do you you know attribute some of the changes to i guess um i don't i don't i don't know if i can put my finger on it honestly i think like just that younger group of kids that really started to band together and when the older crowd saw how quickly they were growing. We're like, oh, this really actually works. Like, let's work together. And when you look at New York, you look at L.A., there's communities and they support one another. Where Chicago didn't have that back in the day. Um, and so now you're seeing, like, even I would say Joe is, like, the 
on the older end of the the younger crowd, right? But he really gets it. And having somebody as that middleman, like as an amplifier, that's doing these collabs the right way, and like he collabed with hidden characters, and like, but yet he's doing stuff with the hundreds. But he didn't forget about people in Chicago. Says a lot, and I think like. Just the um, uh, mentality that all these younger kids have, like they get it already. And then to see someone older really like hearing and bringing it all back together as one, I think, pulls the older crowd into like adapting it and changing and adjusting. And they've seen Chicago flourish like Chicago's on fire right now. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, just remind people where they can be in tune with what you're doing, with what home team is doing. And because in some ways you are also a bit of a portal into this, you know, wider community. Yeah. Um, follow me uh, at Koppelman Rockham, um, but then also at home team shy. And um, we we're always looking for up and coming creatives to help support and put on. So please, if you like are looking for opportunity or want feedback, like reach out and um, hopefully we can help point you in the right direction, give you some feedback and um, support you in any way we can. And non non for profits out there, like we love to work, get our brand or brand partners we're working with to give back to the community and not just show up and yeah. throw a party and people get drunk. Like let's create an impact and give back to the city where we really need it. No, it's really important. And I think that that's going to be hopefully the future of how we work. Uh, Tarek Karsner, thank you so much for being in the corner store. We're going to go to break and come back with Mosher, a visual artist and a very dope muralist in Chicago. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the corner store. I'm your host, Kevin Koval, and a uh, pleasure having you with us this evening and of course it's a pleasure for us to be on air live on wgn radio this evening usually we are a podcast that uh takes place uh really whenever i mean you could stream our podcast uh via wgn and anywhere where you listen to podcasts we interview creatives and artists from the city of chicago and beyond and uh, we just had an incredible guest tara tara karsner uh from the brand home team and now in the building it's my honor to welcome a really incredible muralist, visual artist uh, who works all over the place. We're going to talk about some of his recent, uh, I think, victories and 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 some of some of the stuff he's been involved with recently. But uh, in the corner store right now, Mosher, welcome, man. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. It is easy to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. um, and do people get it wrong a lot? Yeah, Mosher, I hear a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, no, because I, I, you know, when I, you're, you're not Jewish. Yeah, yeah, but I read it as being Jewish, um, but uh, it makes sense that you're not now seeing you. Um, Max, the snack door, also procured you some, uh, I think appropriately so, some Barnum's Animal Crackers uh, with the new look. So I hope you in- oh, enjoy them. Oh, they're not cage anymore, no, right? No, yeah, right. I guess, yeah, yeah it's a um, gen- gentler cage-free circus, uh, which makes sense given that your, your style of art uh, is super animated you uh one of the characters that i think i've seen the most of yours is an animated uh kind of cartoonish monkey but mm-hmm. you do all sorts of character work um almost kind of a comic book style collage yeah. uh kind of work how did you how did you get started uh in, in that style and, and just you know drawing generally uh definitely very influenced by like cartoons and comic books and stuff like that uh any particular ones I mean, when I was young, I was yeah. telling Max about it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Very into, like, Ren and Stimpy and The Simpsons and stuff like that. Early 90s kind of stuff. 
Uh, later on, when I was, you know, teenager in my twenties, I started getting like underground comic books and shit like that. Oh, this, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, no swearing in the corner store, uh, but just, it, it happens. I um, remember. <laughs> that's okay. But uh, w- w- yeah, the underground. I mean, I, I think of uh, m- one of my favorite films of all time is uh, American Splendor. Yeah. You know, um, and I, so I think of Harvey. If folks like that, or like who who are we talking about? Harvey under- Picard, definitely yeah. like a writer, and then the artists who he would work with a lot of like art crumb and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, and so, where, where are you from originally? Florida. Florida. Yeah. We're in Florida. Uh, like Tampa Bay area. Okay, yeah. Uh, I like Tampa Bay. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, they they also do uh, as of late. They do a uh, a mural festival there <laughs> in St. Pete. Yeah. Oh, in St. Pete. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm actually a little closer there. So. Yeah. Okay. Have you been back for that festival? Uh, I've been back to check out the festival. I haven't been back to paint. But yeah. Okay. I would like to get into that. Yeah. Forthcoming. Yeah. I think. Um, and then how did you how did you get to Chicago? Uh, just randomly, you know, I had visited, uh, my mom lives in Michigan, so I'd come down here when I was like 15 and, uh, I had a girlfriend who I dated when I was like 21 and she was from here and we came to visit and then a couple years later I decided to move out just by myself. And, and how is it for you being a, a working artist in the city? I mean, Chicago has been really good to me. I really appreciate everything that's going on here. Uh, there's not really, I mean, when I lived there, there wasn't much of a scene. Now there's kind of that, uh, shine mural festivals going on. So I go back and check that out or whatever. Right. Right. So, yeah. And I want to kind of talk about the emergence of a, you know, pretty robust, what has become a robust, you know, mural street art scene. Um, uh, but, but your everyday, I mean, are you, are you, do you have a studio or are you, are you painting every day? What, what, what does your everyday look like? I pretty much paint every day. I work out of my home. I have a home studio. And do you, uh, do you have a nine to five or some sort of gig? No, on the, I just, 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 just paint. Just paint, yeah. Right. And, and how recently uh, have you been able to live off of your art? Uh, I was doing it for a while. Uh, I've been working in restaurants for a long time. Not very good at it. Uh, no. <laughs> what, what, what were your gigs? You know, like prep cook. Yeah, line cook kind of stuff, dishwasher or whatever I could get, but I was never really that passionate about it. And I found when I moved to Chicago, it seemed like they really want—they're looking for somebody who wants to be like the next top chef or whatever. And that wasn't really my vibe, so they could kind of tell that. Right. So I kind of got out of it, and then I worked for uh, Billy over at Galleria for a little while. Yeah, shout out Billy. Yeah, and yeah. then I and you also have a lot of your work. I mean, you you could go to Gallery F. Yeah, I got some online. Pieces over now, there, yeah, yeah. Get pieces there. Yeah, now. definitely. But then I've I've been doing just like art for like the last year. Um, I want to talk about some of the things that you've you've been in recently. Uh, I saw your work at the uh, third annual Line Dot Juried Show. Uh, yeah. Line Dot, um, a really important gallery uh, space in Chicago. You yeah. were part of that show. Loved your work in that show and loved that Thank show. Um, if you can just talk a little about what Line Dot is and, and maybe the importance of having your work amongst all of those artists in that gallery specifically. I mean, it was an honor to be in the show. You know, I respect Patrick a lot, who owns Vertical and works with Line Dot. Yeah. Uh, He's a, he's a great dude and an important curator and gallerist in the city, of course. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he brings in a lot of cool artists from out of the country and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it was a cool show. You know, there's a lot of cool artists in that show. Uh, it was uh, it was fun. Yeah, and, and you also just participated in uh, a Secret Walls uh, competition, which was a partnership with Women's U.S. Soccer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we, we love Secret Walls, and we work with them some in the city and around the country. Uh Tell us what Secret Walls is, and and you. I, I guess you were partnered with uh, Merlot, who we're also a big fan of in the corner store. You guys, 
yeah i've been a big fan of merlot for a long time so it was exciting to get to to work with her uh secret walls of course is a live painting battle uh 90 minutes all black and white no sketches and then it's uh it's judged by you know uh the audience basically yeah it's kind of like professional wrestling meets (laughs) you know uh street art i guess um and and that partnership was with uh u.s women's soccer yeah, they've been killing it lately, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been doing very well. Uh, and then, of course, you also—I mean—in addition to all these things, which are all very recent, um, this past weekend you were also in uh, what what I think is the first the first, uh, first Titan annual. Walls yeah. mural fest at the District Brew Yards with a bunch of other artists who we love in the corner store. Yeah. But what was what was what was that mural festival like? Uh, it was fun. Sponsored by the White Sox and Brew Yards. Hope for the day. Uh, it was a really cool organization. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the first annual. Hopefully, they're going to keep doing it every year. You know, get get bigger and bigger. I mean, it's crazy that Chicago doesn't have like a mural festival because yeah. they're they're doing it all over. I mean, there's a uh, there's a mural festival in every other city. It seems like even like back home in Florida, there's one in St. Pete. You know, right. Um, where where can people go see that mural? And then I want to talk about some of the other public work you have around the city. Well, the Titan Walls District Brew Yards is at Ashland and Kinsey, mm-hmm. uh, and you can go, you know, they got like a pour-your-own-beer kind of situation over there, which is kind of cool. Uh, as far as other work around the city, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's hard to remember. Right, yeah, no kidding, because you do, you do have pieces, and some of those pieces are, uh, they come and go, too, right? I mean, yeah, there, there, sure. are, there are walls that sometimes um, flip over, there, and then you, I guess one of my questions is about, uh, your practice did you were you ever doing stuff um were you ever doing stuff without permission um you know just did, did you get a little your, bit yeah yeah uh definitely when i started out it was like kind of a i mean when i moved to the city i got really into street art you know the wheat pasting and stuff like that and then i mean i'm also into like the graffiti and stuff i'm interested in that but i'm not as uh you know i'm not as strong with that but right I definitely know a lot of those people. I respect what they do. Yeah, and and of course those relationships and those practices between the graffiti art community and the street art community. There's a lot of I think looking at one another back and forth and sharing ideas and taking ideas and using you know using things that one another is kind of implementing and and turning it on its head a little bit. Um, would you agree or no? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say to counter that, I guess? I mean, uh I mean, it's definitely like a different vibe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it seems like a lot of the graffiti artists have a different kind of idea about what public art should be and you know, uh the idea that there hasn't been like a mural festival in Chicago, but there is like the meaning of styles and stuff, you know. It's just straight graffiti though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that festival. And I, I mean, I For guess, sure. I guess, I, I mean, one of the things I love about Chicago streets right now is that you could see a really rich mix of, you know, more traditional graffiti and yeah. street art. That's and, what was so exciting about moving here was seeing all that and kind of being influenced by it. Cause I had been, you know, making comic books and zines and stuff like that in Florida. And when I moved here, I kind of tried to keep doing that, but also I got really into like the, the, the public art scene. What are you working on now in your studio? Do you do you work at body? Do you work on bodies of work at a time? How does how does that work when when you're, you know, day to day in your studio? Bodies of work at a time. I should start doing that. Yeah, that's how I think of. That's how I think. <laughs> I learned how to write books from from uh, 
painters, you know, who, who I think were working in moods or something like that. And they would just, you know, they would explore a thing, an idea, and then that would become a show. People and then they, sister of Chicago. Yeah. That's how, that's, yeah, that's kind of how it came about. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, every day do you go in with an idea of what you want to paint or you just kind of freestyle or how does, how does it happen? I think my stuff is, it's all kind of the same theme. You know, there's a lot of nostalgia aspects, uh, just like stuff from my childhood that just knock, knocking around in my brain that I try and put on canvas. Yeah. Um, one of, uh, you, you had a solo show not, not that long ago at Gallery F and, uh, one of my favorite pieces in the show, I now have in my home and it looks uh it's 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 pink and it's collaged of kind of the back alley landscape Mm -hmm. um and there's no characters in it and i yeah yeah i'm sure and it looks out uh i I just moved into a new apartment and it looks out into the alley and so one of why i wanted to have it there because especially sometimes when the sun is going down and there's some pink and purple in the sky (laughs) it you know reminds me of the piece and i really love looking at it every time i'm in, in my kitchen which I is where it is sport. oh no i i appreciate what you do um where wh- wh- online where where can people find you and your work uh i'm not like all the social media is mosher show m-o-s-h-e-r show uh instagram you know facebook twitter and and what do you have coming up that people could kind of look forward to seeing of, of your work in the world? Uh, I'm going to be in a group show sponsored by, or it's put together by Suburban Warrior, uh, who's a local artist. Uh, it's nostalgia-ish, er, so it's like uh, uh, thrift store paintings that people have painted on top of, basically. It's going to be at the Cards Against Humanity Theater, and that's uh, August 16th. Oh, that's coming up? Yeah. Great. And is your work already finished for that, or are you still? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay cool um and then after that uh i'm going to some uh other mural festivals i got one in kansas city that i'm going to do called spray simo i got one in greece that i'm going to uh in uh, also in september it's called uh i can't remember what it's called nice stray art fest Uh uh-huh yeah great and so well i'm excited for you man because i think um you know you're 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 a young guy and you keep saying that you are i know and well but also i think i think like you're you're you know your your people are starting to really catch on to what you're doing and so, so no I, th- I think i think that's very clear that that's what's happening and so i think it's just it's more work and it's more travel and i'm just i'm really excited for you and I, i'm grateful that you've spent some time with us in the corner store tonight yeah definitely i'm definitely excited about the travel that's the big thing yeah any places that you are are anticipating wanting to go to for uh more? any place i haven't been before okay yeah yeah well that's exciting well continued success and i continue to look forward to seeing your work not only in the streets and in the studio but around the planet i appreciate that all right we're going to go to news and come back in the corner store thanks for being with us hey hey y'all welcome back to the corner store thank you for listening and rocking with us tonight my name is kevin koval your host and i am excited to welcome an incredible multi-talented artist into the corner store uh she is off of a whirlwind of a bunch of stuff which it seems like it does not stop it never stops for this for this person because i feel like really you are always working uh but samantha smizer welcome to the corner store thanks for having me it is an honor to have you and uh i i want to offer you some snacks that max the snack door has procured for you this evening uh it is doritos dynamita 
chili limon flavor. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but um, I don't know if you like these things, but uh, yes. please feel free to indulge and uh, make you. all sorts of sound effects. Um, so, oh, good. Yeah, no, we, we love that in the corner store, actually. We really do. I think I, I, I enjoy it. Um, Samantha, you do a lot of different things. I do. I try. Yeah. So, yeah, talk a little about the, the you know multiple disciplines that you utilize in your creative practice. Sure. Um, well, I have a degree in fine art, so I'm trained in like drawing, traditional drawing and painting, things like that. But lately, I've been doing a lot of wood-based work, sculptures, installations, set design, uh, all different illustrations i also host my own podcast with my twin sister yeah no you and that's a, that's a you recently started that up right um so yeah, yeah plug plug the uh the mm-hmm. podcast and also of course right this, at the you, top. yeah no which is great yeah no it's important yeah so uh i have a twin sister and this summer we just launched our own podcast it's called systematic mm, great name yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um it's spelled like sister and it's just about politics and pop culture through the lens of women of color and just telling our stories which is something that you you know your alt art seems to uh, revolve around mm-hmm. a lot of right it's it's it seems to be very important and essential theme in, in some of what i've seen in your work yeah i definitely have been doing a lot of work um kind of around like a cultural identity um that's definitely a topic that i have been exploring recently for sure i think it's important to uh, uplift yeah. our stories and our narratives and just like narratives that are traditionally left out of mainstream media mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure and so you you are a chicagoan yes uh where you born and raised yeah born and raised in humboldt park chicago which is a historically puerto rican neighborhood yeah mm-hmm. yeah and folks are trying to hold on we're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the alligator doesn't make it easier. No. I feel like that is. The, the, I feel like the. Uh, yeah, I feel like the alligator might have been a gentrifier. I'm not sure. It might have been. Yeah, yeah. It's unsure. It's unclear. Been there for a while though. Yeah, my family has like really deep roots in the neighborhood, so it's definitely been interesting to see that change. Yeah, and of course in Humble Park, I mean, there's so much art Cult, there's so yes. much culture mm-hmm. um and and a lot of it ha- is public in nature um i mean yes. not a, the, the parade aside which is yeah. vibrant and beautiful but you know on the paseo there's so much mm-hmm. murals and you know and, and public art yes. that exists in the community all the time coming up i imagine you were seeing that mm-hmm. but your family is participating in that how did yes. how to go down yeah definitely it was a really big inspiration i i mean i think that a lot of Puerto Rican people are like really proud of their culture. Um, I took actually a Puerto Rican history class at Columbia, which was like really cool that they offered that. And we they like really broke down all of the murals and the sculptures that are there. And I was like, wow, like I'm sure that like a lot of people that live here don't even know that that things like that are there. Um, but yeah, it's really great historical like resource, which is why I think it's really important that we try our best to preserve certain things there. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, if we if we kind of forget, you know, what has happened and who has been where, mm-hmm. I think then you know that that plays into a certain amnesia that I'm very fearful for the country of maintaining. Same. And, and yeah, um, <laughs> you you do you do so many things. How did you get your start in making? I mean, when mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kind of started like sketching in high school, and then I found a lot of like free art programming here in the city like marwin yeah places like marwin places like 
Yolo Kali, places like YCA, like free art programming that really um, had a formative impact on on me and how I got to where um, I am. But yeah, just high school, picked up a sketchbook, took some art classes, and I was like, yeah, I think that this is what I want to do. I don't know if I'm going to be happy if I'm not in like a creative field. So that's kind of how I got into it. Right. And and you uh, you work with some of your friends mm-hmm. right and um you do the, the incredible sculptural woodwork mm-hmm. as backdrops for some of your friends who are yes. musicians on stage mm-hmm. um even tonight right you, yes. you're coming from where were you coming from tonight the metro yeah and what was going on there it was uh kelly Uchis. she was headlining but yeah my friend my good friend tatiana hazel she was opening for kelly and she did use um some like stage art some stage props that i created for her so that was really fun to see see them on stage tonight and, and tatiana is an incredible singer of course yes. and performer and, and uh, fashion icon yes. yeah shout out yeah for real and uh and of course you just had a really big uh opportunity this summer um mm-hmm. through a program uh through nike it was a, a kind of a nike incubator program where mm-hmm. they they took 10 creatives from young creatives in in chicago mm-hmm. and you were mentored by a number of artists but yes. the lead mentor in in, in it was uh, virgil abloh mm-hmm. uh yes. so what was that program like yeah it was a lot yeah it was, it was pretty intense it was kind of funny when they reached out to us because a lot of people think like oh did you apply for it and like we didn't apply um and they kind of nike had reached out to me like hey do you want to do this eight week program and they didn't say anything about virtual Abloh. they were just like do you want to do this thing and i was like i don't really know what it is but like sure i'll check it out and we get there and they were just kind of like you have been chosen um and yeah they paired us with all of these like amazing mentors who were just like so inspiring and it was like a really crazy eight weeks it flew by but they were awesome all of the other mentees the fellow like artists in the program were like really amazing to work with and it was just yeah a crazy experience our pulling together our final exhibition was like really intense well i was i was really lucky to see your final exhibition and was so impressed by what you did and and it kind of goes into the themes of what you mentioned earlier about Mm -hmm. representation but if you could talk a little about what that final project ended up being yeah so my final project was about women of color within streetwear culture and kind of how we have been unaccredited and it's just like been a boys club you know historically and there's this like one marketing strategy that i referenced in my project that um is referred to as pink it and shrink it where they just yeah yeah, they take something like a silhouette that already exists and they just make it pink and it's kind of like here you go like take this um just so i wanted to like reclaim um like reference this color that was like supposed to like keep us boxed in and like reclaim it as like a symbol of power and to really highlight what's going on here in Chicago and like the streetwear scene here and like the women and the styles just like stories that are yeah often just unaccredited or like copied and just really highlight them and give people space to see themselves represented yeah no and i I loved i loved 
I loved what you showed, and, and I know that project was also about you as a creative director, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of um, you know picking not only the models but also all of the folks. It was it was really it was a tribute to women in Chicago and, and the streetwear scene in Definitely. Chicago. So so glad that that you showed what you showed. Um, where where can people find you, and where can people find your work and the podcast on the internet? Yes. So our podcast is on all streaming platforms: um, Apple. Uh, Spotify. It's just systematic podcast. That's S I S T E M A T I C. And um, I'm on Instagram under that Morenita. That's just T H A T M O R E N I T A. Nice. Hit me up. I'm uh, freelancing right now. So. Oh well, for real. Yeah, yeah. Because you, <laughs> I mean, for so many things, right? I mean, so many things. Yeah. Do you also? Are you still working at the MCA? I'm not. Yeah. No. Okay. It was, uh, but you were for a little bit, and yes. and you're also a stunt woman. Yes. I so you really, too. you really do it all. Well, um, thank you so much for being in the corner thank store. You for me. Uh, we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back with an incredible rapper, a Johnny Jones. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the corner store. I'm your host, Kevin Koval, and thank you for rocking with us tonight. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the conversations we're having. Uh, we have saved for our last conversation. Uh, just man, I really really incredible rapper from the south side of chicago on a chicago-based music label called close sessions this man has a brand new lp dragonfly that is in the world in the corner store tonight we are blessed to have a johnny jones welcome fam thank you for having me brother no thank you man thanks for being here and max just out the gate uh got you some fruit gushers tropical flavors um <laughs> I don't know if you rock with those. I, Yo, I know really fire. nothing about them. Okay, you like them. Those are the ones that, like, they got stuff in them. Yeah. Okay, all right. Salute. My brother likes those, <laughs> actually. Um, well, yo, man, you, you, this is a moment for you. Um, you know, Dragonfly. Uh, talk a little about this LP. I've been, I've been bumping it all day. I'm a big fan of what you do anyway. This is a beautiful record, but, but tell us what we could get out of uh, listening to this project. Well, out of this project, you get, you get a, a taste of perspective. Um, from a, a black kid from the south side of Chicago that is worried about time, worried about growth, um, and worried about staying alive in these in these times. Um, it's important to um, continue to change and be better. That's what the theme of this album is. And understanding that time flies. Uh, at the end of the day, you only have so much time. <laughs> Facts. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna hop into and we're gonna get to listen to a song off mm-hmm. the LP Dragonfly. Uh, we're gonna listen to it, come back and talk a little about it, uh, and have more with the Johnny Jones in just a minute. Who is your favorite power engine? Black. That's what they telling me, telling me. 
So what you selling me, selling me? Say it was in a way. Haters gonna hate it. We just on the way. Black, black power, danger. Go far from the sky. In the fleet, walk around at the beach up north over east. So jealous, shit come off. Get a priest, get a prophet, a piece for the gold you can reach. Running, running around, I don't scoff at the heat. I get clutch in the lead, bring a Roy with the three. Shimmy, shimmy, yeah, I don't talk to police. I don't know what the speeds of your love's gonna be. Angels all on my phone. I got stripes from all of these walls. That's what they telling me, telling me. So what you selling me, selling me? Say it was in a way. Haters gonna hate it. We just on the way. Black, black power. Yes, yo, that was from a Johnny Jones new LP called Dragonfly. That song was called Black Power Ranger. That's a beautiful song, fam. Thank you, brother. <laughs> you are uh, you are not scared of of melody, and mm-hmm. you are also a really good rapper. Um, but did you come up singing? I mean, you're, you're from you're from South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of music in your home. Did you start as a singer or as a rapper? I definitely started as a rapper, like a rapidy rapper. Rapper, yeah. yeah. Well, you have bars for real. Yeah, you could, you could, you, yeah, you could put words together in really brilliant I, ways. I think it was my mother introducing me to neo soul at an early age that kind of put in my head the knack for melody, uh, music, soul child, Lauren Hill, uh, Flowery Tree. Those are big influences on me, uh, music wise. So it kind of carried on, and as I got better at singing, it, it's gonna be in my music forever. You know. Yeah, and I love I love that about your music that there you are uniquely concerned with narrative and and telling stories and also you know you give the listener such a treat and a break from the narrative because of the melody the hook i mean you collaborate with a lot of other people but you also do an incredible job of carrying a song by yourself what what did your moms do that uh made her so hip to introduce you to to that genre of music my mom was she was just a cool she to this day she's hip she's always been that way um she always had me wearing the fashion that people would wear years later. And I'd be like, Mom, this is stupid. And then years later, people would be wearing it. So she she was just ahead of the game. And 
um, when it came to music, she knew what I should be exposed to. She kind of put it in my face, 50 Cent. Um, at an early age, she she was she, she knew what was real, and because I'm so like her, um, it, it rubbed off. You know, who who are some of the the rappers that you you know? Because you mentioned some of the the singers, the yeah. songwriters. Who are some of the rappers that influenced or influence you as yeah. when you when you're writing? Um, Lupe Fiasco is uh, my favorite rapper ever. Um, highly underrated. Um, people like him, uh, Ludacris at an early age. First album I bought was Red Light District. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I would also say, you know, Cole, and when I was 16, trying to figure it out, trying to get better, he was dropping classics, and I learned a lot from him. So those are my top three. For well, sure. well, in honor of all those dudes, and because uh, you have bars on deck, uh, you're down to, to kick a quick 16 yeah, for the people? It. Okay. <laughs> right all now. right. Cool. We're gonna go to this. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you spitting on the spot. Yeah, man, I'm not trying to curse. Yeah, no, yeah, please, please do not curse. Oh, over the woo. Okay, all right, over the woo. Uh. Check. Look, I saw the devil on the main street. Making promises she can't keep, it's saying grease But an odyssey, I'm probably a Socrates Until they body me, I don't even need my eyes to see Wonder if you really know what it means To be talented at following dreams Look at the crystal ball, I think I seen it all But I ain't seen ish I stand they smoke with them brothers that both mean spliffs And shorties with the curly mix that ride or die For the stars and the constellations Knew this was written once I learned my skin was out of place and sometimes I get a little lazy and I feel complacent The bench smoker with the wine and take me higher place or Lauren Hill stealing in my ear wheels, spill quills like Harry Potter. I live still and feel the void, still in the spot like Crewville. Chill. Long hanging fruit because my shallow eating. Sometimes I feel to be similar to the ones you seeking. A little fish in a pond of these willy demons peeking. With no regard for religion, they probably call it treason. <laughs> yeah, call it what you want though. As I pull ahead of this game like it's Rapunzel. Why we always acting like we want more? We living in a hindsight. Averted from the front though. A bunch of broken promises. I wonder what you come for A verdict from disaster You can do the math quickly Imagine being out of gas And feeling past empty The strife you move along with Even if the past empty The future got us panicking To find a match swiftly Yo, I don't hurt her, man Stop, stop <laughs> It's too much It's too much It's too much It's fire, man Yo, we first of all We need more rapping on WGN Radio I do know that uh, Johnny Jones, man Thank you so much The LP is called Dragonfly Where can people find you On the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at a Johnny's Way, A J A N I S W A Y. Um, Johnny Jones, man, Southside, we in here. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> no, and of course, of course, the the album is streaming on all platforms. All platforms via right. close session. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being in the corner store tonight. Thank you all for listening in the corner store tonight. We are on air and on the WGN podcast. You could find us, stream us. Uh, we are constantly featuring some of the most impressive, brilliant creatives in the city of Chicago and beyond. Uh, we're going to go to news in just a few moments and uh i just want to thank you all for your time tonight and and johnny it's it's a pleasure having you and i i'm so looking forward to people getting in tune with this record dragonfly um again i was i was bumping it all day and i've been a fan of yours you know just since the close sessions relationship and and got hip to you via them um shows any any shows for this record coming up uh yeah um we're i'm actually opening up 
I don't know if I should say this, but I'm opening up for Vic Mensa this weekend at Emporium. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> listen so pull up. <laughs> that's, yeah, definitely pull up. And um, just loose to the young homie Vic Mensa. That's big. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good look. That's a great, you. great opportunity. Yeah. Um, after Lala stuff it's gonna be cool terrific man well good well uh, salutes and for real people uh you know we got to support our own especially when they're so dope a johnny jones record uh the lp dragonfly uh available everywhere um it's really been an honor man and it's been a great opportunity to talk with y'all and thank you for tuning into the corner store 